We didn't get a downtown. Hello. 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 What's up, bro? Hey, it's the What's Up Bro podcast. We talk movies, sports, TV shows, pop culture, and it's funny, motherfuckers. With Neri Signs. I'm like, what? How can this? <laughs> they have Photoshop. Photoshop exists when this artist rendition was done. How the fuck is this not cooler looking than a sketch that looks like it was done by a hillbilly off the side of the road? What the fuck are we talking? Why is this a thing? So you're telling me there's a chance. With Missy. Just let me finish my thought before you fucking interrupt me. Wrong room to ask questions. Welcome to the party, pal. And Mike Markadon. I'm just glad I like vanilla boring sex like this. I like that. I'm glad that the sex I enjoy doesn't get me, won't get me killed. That's how winning is done. Hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, and this is What's Up, Bro. All right. And we're recording. Uh, that's the new intro song, guys. For those of you who are watching, welcome. We're recording. Welcome to the What's Up Bro podcast. That is the new intro song. It's got to be tweaked a bit. There's still some things I got to do, you know, some levels I need adjustments. Um, and uh, my favorite part about that was watching Missy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> laugh when it said uh let me get this out and before you fucking interrupt me and she laughed uh but you couldn't see her you the viewer couldn't see her but i could see her uh anyways thank you guys for checking us out i am Nary science with me as usual is missy hello we'll fucking interrupt her and my <laughs> i like playing vanilla sex vanilla sex more. for the win <laughs> i'm gonna live forever <laughs> No belts around this neck. Oh, no. <laughs> this neck is belt free. I don't even wear neck ties. Be a good day. I don't even like ties on my bread. Much less. <laughs> yeah, I pull that shit off, then I just twist it up and flip it under and then put it down on top of it. Same thing. What is I hate soccer because I don't like ties. One of you has to win. Are you doing a bit or is this an original thing? Uh, <laughs> Vanessa said, I'm just making shit up. Where do you go from there? <laughs> only up, only up. <laughs> All right, welcome to the What's Up Bro podcast. This yeah. is our ninth annual top 10 movies of the year episode. Now, here's the thing we've technically done eight of the top 10, but Mike and I, the very first year, we did a um Oscar roundup, no? It was like a no, it was like uh the movies that came out that year, but it wasn't a top ten list. It was a a bracket thing. We're like this movie's better than that movie and that movie's better. Ah yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. a fantasy, uh fantasy, whatever the hell. Like a like a March Madness. Yes, yes. That thing. That's yeah. what I read. Yeah. Or but it was just of the movies that came out the previous year, like oh which and then we didn't know. I got to be honest with you. That was a pretty cool format. I think we should go back to that shit. I was doing that at Unsung Heroes. That was one of my favorite things we would do in my live show. We would do the brackets of whatever it was. And then the only rule was the person on stage at the time got to pick. So the person on stage could be the spoiler and be like, you know, p pick the underdog or pick the, the like, like could 
and and pick the wrong movie you know like some because randomly you know like I, f- I forget like the sixth man won the best basketball movie of us <laughs> heroes the sixth man and that, and that was just how it went because the whoever was on stage got to pick the winner at the time it was ridiculous it's so fun i miss doing it it's so fun so that's a different podcast that Mike doesn't do anymore, but we're talking about this <laughs> podcast now. Uh, uh, anyway, so this year we Nary, all- Nary's like doesn't want like me talking about it. Like if, um, it's like an ex girlfriend of mine. Was like, yeah. well, why yeah, you, you go fuck then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why the fuck are you here then, Michael? Why are you, why are you here? here? Huh? Why are you with me? <laughs> oh man! More podcast pussy for me. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! So listen, guys, uh, we almost didn't record this episode uh, because of Rona and theaters being shut down and a lot of movies being pushed back and a lot of movies being delayed. Um, I thought to myself, no, I don't want to do it because we didn't. There wasn't enough movies to watch. And then the Oscar nominations came out, and I was like, fuck! If there's enough for the Oscars, like we should be able to watch some of these movies, right? Like, no, not the same. But I mean, yeah, but no. I don't mean the same. We should be able to watch those movies that got nominated. I don't care about those artsy fartsy shits. I'm talking about like if there's enough for those, there's enough for us to do a top ten. So I said, let's do it. Um, so yeah, this will be just a heads up to the listener, to the viewer. This would be the uh this would be the easiest top ten list that we've ever made in the history. <laughs> because chances are we've seen 14 movies and we just have to get four out of the way. 14. <laughs> That's crazy. 15 uh is my number. Um Eleven. I, Fifteen that I that I that I was able to like re- recall watching and like on is on the list of movies that I remember watching. I was I because honestly, I like so if you notice, I made my I miss this so much. Yeah. Like I miss just sitting in a fucking movie theater so much. Dropping because, your soda. Yeah, like you know, popcorn candy, you know, whatever mm-hmm. your thing was. But I miss like the 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 like this space was dedicated. The experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I realized when we were talking about what movies to, to put on the list, I did not. I I've been watching like TV and like YouTube streams and like D and D shows that are like long format, because I ref, I was like kind of subconsciously turning away from movies because it would just remind me that I couldn't go to the movies, you know? So like, it was uh, like, I genuinely think I was like, like had an aversion to sitting and watching a movie because it reminded me that I couldn't be here, you know? That's weird, Mike. Uh, (laughs) It's not weird. It's like, if I can't see you in a movie theater, I don't want to see you at all. Like, Okay, but there's a case to be made for that in one of my movies, so. But it reminds me also, like, you know, like, it would make me, it would make me sad, but, like, I miss, like, when I would, like, have to think about stuff to do, I'm like, ah, there's, like, you, you want to go do something, but then you, you can't, because it's all closed. I mean, I'm in New York, where people follow rules, uh, so, like, it's different except than in governor. Florida. Except my oh, governor, sure yeah. <laughs> Except your governor. Except your no. governor's a creep. Those deaths don't, those deaths don't count. Move them yeah. over. <laughs> fucking, yeah, there's plenty of legitimate reasons to hate that Cuomo guy. And like, but there's been so many reaches. Like, yeah, hate him for the fucking he's a piece of shit. But here, honestly, in New York, everything's been closed and shut down and, and all that stuff. So anytime you would think about doing something, 
you would have to like, ah, well, I guess I can't. And it was, it would, it's sad, you know, like it made me sad. And movies was like a big thing uh, that I, I missed a lot. And then when I, like when I don't have, uh, I guess we shouldn't talk about movies yet. Well, I, w- I was going to ask you not to name the movie, but uh, because it's probably, I'm assuming it's on your list, but I'm going to, what the question I'm going to ask is, is the last movie you saw in theaters on your list? Did it make your list? Yes. Yeah. Mine too. Mine too. And we'll get, whenever you get to that, just mention, this is the last movie I saw in theaters. Yes. All right. So let's get it going, man. We're going to go around the horn. This is Mount Geekmore Rules for those uh, watching and listening. If you haven't checked out Mount Geekmore, first of all, go check out Mount Geekmore. It's fucking fun. Second of all, the rules go, we go around the horn giving our picks. And if somebody uh, makes a pick that you have later on, meaning that you have it higher, placed higher in your list, just call a table, and then we'll leave it on the table for later, and we'll talk about it later. There's going to be a bit of a of a, of a, um, of a uh, limit, of a time limit, so let's limit this to three minutes of talking per movie. So I will give you a little heads up and uh, give you, let's see what a... Uh, uh, let me see. I will give you uh, a banner when you have when you're at two minutes, and it will look like this. Hey, look at that! All right, that's the light. I'm giving you the light. So, and there's that. Are we gonna go over our honorable mentions like we do? Because I feel like there's movies I don't have that. Any. There's movies that I saw that I, I aren't on my list, but I feel like it should get mentioned. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Go with what you feel. I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's set it off uh, with Missy. Missy, what is your number 10? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to preface this. That I'm well aware that this is an awful, awful list. But I had a similar experience to Mike last year where I couldn't bring myself to really watch anything new because half the fun of watching movies is going to the movies. Um, there's a specific scenario that I miss the most, which is going to movies with my friends. And um, so I watched a lot of movies last year, but not any, not a lot of new things. So I'm very limited. And that's why my number 10 is the YouTube documentary, This Is Paris. Now, wait, let me explain myself. I don't even know what that is. I will explain myself and then you will want to kill me. But I needed a number 10. So here we are. Uh, this Is Paris is a documentary on the one and only Paris Hilton. Now. I found it interesting because I was at my friend Stephanie's house, which we know, and she's like, let's watch the Paris documentary. And I fully went into it going, cool, I'm going to roast the shit out of this. But as it turns out, it's not as roastable as you think it is because she's been through some traumatic shit. And apparently, I don't know if it's a rich people thing or like, it's very Scientology-esque, where if you get out of line and you have enough money, you can send your kid away to some kind of, like, military boot camp school for an extended amount of time. And they did that to her, but they did that, her parents did that to her, and the way that they did it to her 
was that they had four grown ass men come into her room in the middle of the night when she was 14 and just take her out of her bed, put her in a van and just take her to the school. And that's where she fucking was for three years. And when she was done in that school with all of that is when she became Paris Hilton. And that's when the socialite thing happened. And that's when the, you know, sex tape happened or whatever. And it's actually very interesting peek into a very absurd and and ridiculous world and uh i actually walked away with a little bit of empathy for her so yeah it was a, a bit of a journey so paris this is paris this is my number 10 there you go. interesting that's really nice you guys are being nice are you drunk what's going on no i mean like that's the thing about documentaries i didn't even think to put documentaries on here I I saw I've seen you know like I saw a bunch of documentaries but I didn't even think about documentaries as movies. I guess that's well, all me. I have I have yet to put a documentary on a movie. I'm I'm sorry on a top ten list because most of the documentaries that I watch are uh, docu series. Yeah, that's go true. That route. Now this year I will say that uh, spoiler alert for next year's episode, <laughs> the Patrice O'Neill documentary is probably going to make yeah. my list. Uh, but for the most part, that's the reason why I didn't. That's the reason I have never put a documentary mm-hmm. on my uh, on my uh, list because most of them, most of the documentaries I watch are, are in series form. All right, so this is Paris. Um, Michael, what do you got for your number ten? For number ten, I have Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn uh, thing, a thing. Table. Table, okay. No, no. <laughs> all right, birds of prey. Uh, all right, hold on, hold on. My number ten. My number ten is uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Crude Two. Crude Two. Uh. So, Crude 1 made my list the year that it came out. Uh, Crude 2, it's an animated movie by, um, not Pixar, Dreamwork. Dreamworks. Dreamworks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, uh, Dreamworks, first of all, is like the redheaded stepchild of like the animated world, <laughs> apparently. Don't you insult Shrek that way? Uh, only when you compare. Dreamworks is awesome. But I legitimately, we had an episode of Geek More where we did uh, our Rushmore of, uh, of, of Dreamworks movies. And I, there are, uh, of, uh, some DreamWorks movies that I legitimately love more so than Pixar movies. Uh, uh, not to be that guy with like DC versus um, uh, Marvel. But my point is, uh, I really love the movie Crudes. Uh, Crudes two is uh, was really fun. I will say that this probably suffered from us not watching it in theaters, um, only because um, the kids were like all over the place, like they were running around watching this movie and for the most part, they don't do that at theaters. So it's kind of like we had to parent and like, Hey, stop talking. And I could have yeah. parenting. Ooh, fuck <laughs> uh, but I love crudes. I love crudes too. It's a lot of fun. They take a lot of liberties with the animals. They, they, they combine animals all the time. And in crudes too, they have a, they have a wolf that's also a spider. So like it's a wolf body with like a spider with a, with eight, you know, hairy legs 
not fairy and it's and it has six eyes it's a whole fucking thing uh so anyways i'm a big fan of the the, the franchise i watched the netflix series after the original movie so crudes too is it uh, worth getting into the crudes animated universe the cruise animated universe is legitimately fucking great. Really? I hear it's good. It's right? Like underrated. Fucking yeah. great. And you it's told really, me it was underrated. And here's the thing. They, uh, like a lot of DreamWorks movies, they're really funny. Like adult funny, not like, oh, funny for an animated movie, but legitimately funny. So uh, I would say, yes, the cruise uh, is very funny. All right. So that is my number 10. Number nine. Missy, what's your number nine? Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. So here's the thing with this movie. <clears throat> if last year would have gone completely different, no way would this movie would have made my top 10. But this is the last movie I saw in the movie theaters. And it was... It? Yes. It was. Oh, I'm sorry. BFF. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And... Um, <clears throat> and in the context of last year it was aesthetically pleasing it was a lot of fun to watch the last what is it 30 30 minutes was it 30 40 minutes the third act was a lot of fun to watch the beginning the first two acts were kind of mad like i i went in there with high expectations i was told by somebody that it was better than the first wonder woman so i was very intrigued and very um, interested to see if that was true it was not true it was a big fat fucking lie but fun was had and uh margot robbie could do no wrong like i am a, a lifer supporter of her she can do all the shit movies it's like the same roles as melissa mccarthy she could do shit movies for the rest of her life and i'm still gonna go into it i mean get into it so that's it, that's why it was it, my number nine it was totally not as bad as the fanboy bullshit that came for it you know what i mean it was it was, was fanboy shit that came after it like it was like reviewed very well the, I remember people talking mad shit about it, but it was like the standard misogynistic, you know, internet shit that was coming out. I guess on Reddit, it was like, you know, there was a lot of people talking shit about it, but I, it was, it was fun. Like I had fun watching it and, um, it, it, you know, it was just like this fun comic booky movie, which I really think that it should be done like fun. Like the reason why Thor Ragnarok is so good. Cause it's so fucking colorful and fun. And like the reason why, um, you know, that like, it's like, like if like, why remember, remember that cut of man of steel that they showed the colors that were brighter. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The second you add more color, it feels more fantastical. It feels more me- like, like comic booky, you know? And, yeah, and it was like it was just this bright. There was these beautiful women kicking ass. It was dope. I mean, it was just like, uh, and you know, it was fun. And Ewan McGregor was like a good villain. It was, it was fine. It was a good movie. Yeah, I, I didn't like this movie really. To be honest with you, and I didn't realize how I like. I, we were watching it. Missy and I were watching it together, and we were like <laughs> an hour and ten minutes in. And she looked at me. She was like, hey, this is meh, right? I'm like, oh, fuck. Thank God. Like, I literally thought <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm like, oh, no. Am I the only? Like, I, I was thinking that. Like, I'm not really enjoying myself with this. Uh, the last half hour, I enjoyed very much. But the rest, I just didn't care for. You know, another reason why I probably liked it a lot, it was because it was in the middle of COVID when we were trapped. And I was just, like, looking for an escape or something. And I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, like, because, you know, we were all just stuck inside. So, because I, I watched it 
once it came out on digital. So like, I guess if you saw it in the theater and you were like, I paid money for this. <laughs> no, well, no, because for that, me, it was more of a thing of like, it was super overhyped on my end. Mm. And that works against me uh, yeah, yeah. for anything like across the board. If you beat it over my head that this is the greatest thing that's ever, that's ever happened. I'm going to reject it. Just there's something wrong in my brain. So I, I didn't want to do that to you 300 for you the other day. Cause I was like, no, no, really. I'm like, so no, 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 whenever, whenever you get a chance, watch one of you. Murder. Um, but <laughs> that should be the clip murder. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was a fun movie. Like, again, in the context of how last year turned out, it made the list. But I feel like for sure, 100 percent, there was no way it was going to make it if it had been a regular movie watching year for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to some comments real quick, because we have a lot of them piling up. We have Pico saying, what's up? What's, what's up? up? Oh, and he says that he loved the Tiger King, the movie, the movie. Uh, <laughs> I believe. What is that? Joe Dirt? Uh, he also says that his uh, Wonder Woman number eleven four is number his number eleven. Wow. Vanessa enjoyed Crude's too. It was so good. I agree. That's why it was on my. She and, was on the DreamWorks uh, Mountain. And Jeff says, "When you give me a fight scene with the song Black Betty in it, I'm in." Uh, yeah, I know. I need, I need a little bit more in my movies than just a music video. Um, I might. I feel like a jerk because I was a. I'm a huge Rosie Perez fan. And when, I, when she came on screen, I'm like, man, she looks fucking old, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> that that actually happened. Right? I, but, I, but I'm a huge fan of hers, even so much so that I know that she plays, the, she voices the character uh, uh, Click, uh, the camera on, on uh, Dora, not Dora the Explorer, but the other ones. Um, the Manny one? Uh, what was his name? Uh, my wife is going to help me out with this in a minute. Is it a kid thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a kid's thing. And Handy was, Manny. No, no, it's the it's Diego. Teddy go, Diego, go. It's go, Diego, go. It's oh, that's Literally Dora's uh, cousin. No idea what the fuck that is. But if you watch it, it's like, if you ever watch Dora the Explorer, you know there's a character called Map, and it's like, yeah. I'm the map, I'm the map. Like, that's literally all the fucking say. And, uh, and then sh- she plays a camera, and she goes, click, click. Click, uh, like that's all she fucking says. She gets a paycheck for that. Oh, she gets a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not, no, I'm sure. I'm sure, it's, I'm, I'm sure by now they don't do new episodes right now. But my point is, I'm a huge fan of hers. And then when I saw her, I was like, Ooh, Click. She's Not because of Click. I'm giving the example that I even knew that she was Click. Uh, okay. She was, ever since back in the days, ever since, uh, ever since she did a uh, White Man Can Jump, she's had my heart. She's, She's great heart. in Pineapple Express. Click. Uh, take a pick. Uh, <laughs> Raise your hand if you're not a parent. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's just hilarious. All right. So uh, that's uh, that. That was a. Co- that's it for the comments for right now. Uh, you picked. You were. At, we're at Mike's number nine. What's your yeah. number? My number nine is an American pickle. Did anybody see the Seth Rogen movie where he plays his old I man? Did, I did see. I did see that, and I can't believe that this is on your list. I enjoyed uh, it. I like. I well, here's here's the thing. I am putting the movies that I I'm felt American. were were fun were fun. You know, like I had a good time watching it because there's movies on there's the movies that I saw that are better, of course, like in terms of bigger. Quality. I'll say bigger. No, 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 bigger. <laughs> but it was. It was a fine, like, I enjoyed it, you know, and it was a good little, like, it's low on my list, you know, it's number nine, 
but it was also like there was some funny moments some laugh out loud stuff and it was you know like him being this old uh like jewish immigrant who's like struggling and then just like amazed at how like whenever he talks about the hardship of like the old olden times i thought it was i thought it was funny i thought it was clever and and you know it was good i thought it was fine so i enjoyed the movie i didn't like the movie if that makes any sense i don't i didn't think it was i didn't think it was funny uh, at all like i didn't i don't remember any laugh out loud moments and i definitely um but i i enjoyed the ride i remember it was like an interesting yeah premise i i felt like the, the premise was strong enough the follow-through i don't think was funny enough but i don't think it was funny at all so it definitely wasn't funny enough but in my mind i remember thinking it's fine like i i don't regret watching this but i mean I i'll give you do you want to know what else is on my list to choose from like because no, it's no. you know no. No. this you, is what i picked this is my nine you don't even have documentaries. I feel like I shut up. I feel like I that I forgot about that movie existed, but I do remember seeing the poster of it and being interested. So perhaps I should give it a try. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Uh, let me see here. My number nine is going to be the hunt. The hunt. What is that about? So the hunt is a movie, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure Jeff saw this movie and he liked it too. Uh, Jeff's in the chat now. In the, in the chat. Um, hey Jeff. There wasn't enough use uh, of the oh, name Martha in it for Neri's taste. I don't know what what movie he's talking about specifically. It's a job about birds of prey, man. Oh, is he, is he is he just watching us really late? Uh, or is he just coming with a joke two picks later? <laughs> is that what I don't know. Um, the hunt, the hunt is so the movie. The whole premise is they get a bunch of people who ha- who disagree, who have gone online and disagreed with a, a certain uh, political view, and they they gather them up on the island, and then they are hunting the people who are the elitist. The are hunting these people because those people caused the rich people to lose their job over political over uh, political statements that weren't politically correct. Sounds a little confusing the way I'm explaining it, but I'm trying to like not give away type certain shit. Yeah, uh, but it's very cool. And they kidnap some people, they put them in an island, and then it's like we're gonna hunt you, and. W- and they just picked the wrong girl. <laughs> they picked the wrong lady to fucking kidnap. <laughs> so that's all I want to tell you. She's on the cover, so you know whatever. But it, I love the way it went down. I is love it the one, Is it the one with the girl from Glow? I don't know what Glow is, so I'm gonna. It's a TV the, show on Netflix. The no. Netflix Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling show. Yeah, I want to take that. I don't know what that means. Uh, no, I know. I know the show. But yes. I don't, I don't know yes, Mike. It's she, that girl, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Betty Gilpin. She's Betty on Gilpin, it. yeah. She's uh, she's she's like the the protagonist. Yes. Well, there's yes. a lot of these hu- hunting human movies, right? Like the most dangerous game is like that story about how they people hunt, like hunting the most dangerous game is where they p- get a person on the, the pest. You remember the pest with John Leguizamo? Yeah, that was like a version of that story. Uh, so, uh, Survivor was it Survivor? The one with Ice T with Ice Cube? Yes, Ice Cube. No, 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 Ice T, Ice T. Ice and then there was another one mm-hmm. called Hard Target with Van Dam mm-hmm. that was also about hunting uh, homeless people in New Orleans, New Orleans. Nah. Um, 
Anyways, uh, what was I going to tell you? All right, so that's my pick, The Hunt. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh, two thumbs up. Very cool. Uh, and it's pretty... You know who's in the movie? Hillary Strank. Really? I said, yeah. She's an antagonist. So, oh, wow. I have a question. Is this movie uh, horror or, no. or suspense? No, it's not horror at all. It's, I don't even think it's suspense. It, like, leans kind of towards suspense, but it's, like, a lot of action. The only reason it leans kind of towards suspense is because you don't know what's happening in the story. You're like, what's what's going on? Why are these people here? So that's the core of suspense, but it's not, like, jump scares. It's not, like, any of that shit. It's, it's really just... I'll flat. be the judge of that. <laughs> well, I'm a huge... I'm a huge pussy. I, I get scared for shit all the time, so mm. I, I don't... If I'm watching it, that should give you the fucking the presidential, the pussy presidential seal of approval. Right? No, nope. you know, uh, I'm, I just meant that I'm the president of the the you know the sissy club. Uh, all right, uh, where are we at? Right, so number eight, Missy, what do you got for number eight? Number eight is Happiest Season, the Hulu Family Stone uh, esque. Type of movie that came out for the holidays. Happy season. Happiest season. So this movie stars, <laughs> and it's gonna hurt me to say it, but this movie stars stars uh, Kristen Stewart and uh, Mackenzie Davis. Yes, wow well, is correct uh. because yeah, see. So this movie um, is. I want to say like a 2020 uh, version of Family Stone. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but it's like a very dysfunctional family that's trying to play it off very uh, conservative and clean cut or whatever. And um, Mackenzie Davis plays this girl named Harper. She invites her girlfriend, her live-in girlfriend, uh, played by Kristen Stewart, named Abby, to come home with her for the holidays. And the big twist is that her parents don't know she's gay. So um, the story takes off from there. And actually, in, to break the mold, because usually Kristen Stewart's the one playing the alcohol in most of the movies that she's in. She's actually not the alcohol in this movie. The girl is, because she like kind of forces the girlfriend to go back into the closet to play it off for the family. And it's a very weird dynamic, but kind of a uh, fitting holiday movie, in my opinion, because I feel like holidays are just a recipe for you to, for all kinds of family shit to death. Um, oh, and it has a really cool cast. Uh, wait, I'm got it here. Dan Levy. Dan Levy is on. He plays the best friend. God damn it, he's so good in this movie. And he's not, he he should have had. I wish he would have had more of a of a of a bigger role because his one liners were just chef's kiss. Um, so you can catch it on Hulu. It's a holiday movie, so uh, maybe not until December. I don't know if that bothers you or not. It would bother me, but Happiest Season is my number eight. My favorite one of those movie, that type of movie of hiding, you know, this thing is the birdcage. Like, I don't think anybody's ever <gasps> done anything better than the birdcage. That's you know, it. Like, That's the which, best one. It's so good. Which one? The original or the remake? The one with Robin Williams and Nathan. Oh, the, the remake. Okay. Cool. The remake. Yeah. That yeah. one to me is like one of, that. that is infinitely watchable. Birdcage Remember that whole legendary. pedantic thing we were talking about last time? Oh, my God. No, no, no! I just, I'm asking a question because I don't know some people don't oh, like. Oh yeah, movies. he's asking a question. Some people don't like remakes. I don't know. I was just asking which one. Uh, yeah, some people don't. Can we focus on the topic at hand? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, 
uh jeff wrote this five minutes ago but i thought it was funny to bring it up five minutes later you just suck at reading comics <laughs> on time. oh my god <laughs> you suck he's, uh, like a, he's like a wwe audience member oh shit you, you know suck. on my phone i must have pressed the uh the speak to text and it copied everything missy said about that movie <laughs> I wrote down everything Missy said about that movie, so I have it in writing. Yeah. How awful of a selection that is! Like legit, yeah. like Missy has, you know. And to her credit, she did say this on her own. She did say that uh, bad list. That oh, not, yeah. That had it been any other year, most of these movies would not make her list. No, absolutely not. These are. I literally watched eleven movies, like new movies, last year. So I had to. I had to work with the shit that I had. So I wonder. I wonder what pick is going to be when Missy finally picks a movie that would have made the list last. <laughs> anyway. I, it's, I. I have. I have. The higher we go up, the higher probability. Yeah, obviously, yeah. All right. So uh, that's what was that? Your number eight, Missy. Yeah. Yeah. Happiest season. Uh, I didn't, didn't want to like that movie, but I did. What's your number eight, Mike? My number eight is, uh, again, from a streaming service from Hulu called Palm Springs. The Andy Samberg. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things movie. about it. It's like, a, it's like a Groundhog Day type of ripoff, but it's got a different twist to it. It feels different. There's like He's not alone, and he ends up sucking in this girl that is a guest at a wedding like it's just it's just a like a, a you relive the same day over and over again until you learn a lesson movie you know that kind of thing yeah like, that like groundhog day and but it's just it's very clever it's super charming and uh like uh andy samberg is funny in it and um jk simmons is in it and he plays mm. this weird random like it goes it goes in a lot of weird directions in a way that you're not like uh, and so like you like you thought it was predictable and then it had a couple of twists not necessarily because it's not like you know like telling them like telling someone that a movie has a plot twist is a spoiler in and of itself you know like if you say like oh get ready that twist is huge then you're on the look for the twist the whole time but the idea of like it just has a very different tone than i was expecting from the trailers and all that stuff and it was it was just like an interesting, clever, funny, charming movie. It was it was it was genuinely a good time, and uh, I, I like I highly I highly recommend it. Like American Pickle is like whatever I saw it and I and had a good time, <laughs> but Palm Springs I would be like go watch it. It's it's good. I liked it a lot, and it was a uh, it, it was like clever. And the actress's name, Kristen Milioti or what is her name? Um, uh, but yeah, she's she's great in the movie. Just, it's just a really really fun movie. Cool. I really yeah, I meant to watch it, but I I, I didn't. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it, but it sounds interesting. Kristen I'm, Milioti, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm a fan of Andy Samberg, dude. I'm a fan. Um, <sighs> it's definitely definitely a recommend. All right, uh, my number eight. We're number eight, right? Mm-hmm. My number eight. It's gonna be Sonic the Hedgehog. Table. Hmm. Speaking of plot twists. <laughs> All right. So Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> let me see. What, what do you got for your number seven? My number seven is Old Guard. Table. No? Old Guard yeah. was on my uh, honorable mention. Table. 
Oh my God, that's you're gonna wait a while. Um, let's see. Olivia <laughs> says Palm Springs wasn't bad. That's a good choice. Yeah, it was good. Hey, that's my friend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what did Mike? What did you? Uh, I said I said Sonic the Hedgehog. You said table. Uh, yeah, Missy. You said no. We haven't gotten to seven. Oh, old guard has her number seven. Old yeah. guard is my number seven. Wait, can I can I switch it? No, it's too late. I already said it. Old guard. Good. You already said it. I said it. You said it. Now forget it. Uh, Mike, what is your number seven? My number seven is Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. The fuck did you just say, guys? <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest movie that Will Ferrell did with uh, Rachel McAdams. Yes, yes, yes. I meant oh, yeah. So unexpectedly fun. It was great. I I unabashedly loved that movie. Yaya Ding Dong became a thing that I would say to (laughs) to people like, yeah, yeah, Yaya Ding Dong. Like it is I I can't tell you how much fun I had with it. And um, the music is fun. And like, again, 2020 having been fucked over, um, canceled Eurovision. Now, if do you know what Eurovision is? No. Is yeah. Either real, of you? Is it a real thing? It is a very real thing. It is the biggest like song like music show it's like almost like the olympics in europe where each country submits a song like an artist and they submit a song and then all of the world votes on it you know but like uh and then they 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 crown the winner of the song contest like it's been going on forever but in america no one really knows about it but it's this huge you know, like Olympics style song. It's like the Olympics, but with songs. And this year was supposed to be a like a, the the Eurovision was supposed to happen. You know, and because of 2020, it got canceled. So this movie was you can see tied in, supposed to have been released like around that time because it featured some of the singers and stuff. Um, who's the guy from Beauty and the Beast remake? The Dan Stevens, he's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fucking. Uh, uh, God, Pierce Brosnan is in it, but it like Will Ferrell is, and Rachel McAdams play like this team, this people from a small town in Iceland, and then they they submit a song to Eurovision. It's the trailer looks it's, great. I laugh. It's so much more fun. It's it's so much more fun than it had any right to be. It was so catchy. The songs were good. There's this big moment at the end. It's It was awesome. It was just a good movie. That's one of the ones that was like a Netflix original, right? Uh, no? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a Netflix original. Oh, okay. Which is why I should have watched it. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all I watched it was Netflix. Uh, but I wanted to watch it. I just never got a chance to it. But uh, I will. I will watch it. Uh, all right. My what are we at? Seven? If you want to get a song stuck in your head, uh huh. He has kids. He watches kids Uh-oh. shows. What are you talking about? I'm listening. I'm listening. Did you freeze? What's going on, Mike? Why'd you stop talking? He can't hear us. I. I think bum, I'm bum, freezing. Bum. Oh no, hold on. Let me shut everything bum, down. Bum 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 bum. bum. bum, bum, bum. I'll 
again, something from Crudes. Comments? What does the comment section look like? Uh, same as it did before. <laughs> Palm Springs wasn't bad. That's a good choice. We did it. We already did that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good, Mike? All right. I'm good. I'm better now, but it's still like uh, I've, I've shut everything down that I can. Yeah. So we'll see. But I don't think it's me, though. Well, nobody else is. Okay, nobody else is doing that. Missy <laughs> <laughs> and I are talking just fine. Um, all right. Um, let me see here. Uh, my number seven is a Netflix original movie called Project Power. Project Power. What's with, that? Go on. With Jamie Fox and the guy from uh, Three Five Hundred Days of Summer. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. He yes. has his name. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he loved that Will Ferrell movie. Look, he, I'm not alone. And and Pico says uh, that he forgot that it was a 2020. Uh, so yeah, Project Power is an action movie. It's like a ridiculously fucking crazy balls to the wall super like uh it's it's like a very loud it's like a very like just in your face type of movie um and it has an amazing cast uh like i said jamie fox and uh the guy from 500 days of summer uh, love it. <laughs> sorry the guy from uh the guy from uh, gi joe and uh and it was uh it's it's very well acted and uh, the whole premise is that there is a drug out there that gives you amazing powers for five fucking minutes, like literally five minutes. And they begin and they become they start flooding the the mark. They start flooding the, the public with these. And you never know which power you're going to get. Like everybody has a certain power. Everybody's like dna structure to a certain power some of them kill you immediately like on attack like some of them just you become this thing of lava and you just die so you never know where you get so it's a very dangerous drug because you don't never know like if you especially if you're taking it for the first time once you take it for the first time you could pretty much know what you're going to get every time but uh it's only for five minutes and then uh the criminal you know it's this thing where the they're trying to find out where it came from, who started giving it out, who started donating this, you know, whatever the fuck. So it's this whole thing. It has an actual story, it has an actual plot, but the action is so bananas off the fucking wall crazy that I just dug it. I fucking dug it. Uh, it's called Project What? Project Power. Power. Yeah. And it was it came out right at the beginning of of uh quarantine. It was like right at the beginning or maybe like right before and uh or something like that but it get, just got lost in a shuffle Missy's face when Neri says some fuck shit is a poem <laughs> yeah i can't play poker <laughs> i don't know what that means what that's mean? back when you were uh, casually mentioned that the bird cage is a remake and you brought that shit up she said i made it this uh, comment is that old too damn Damn, it's like, <laughs> just, it just came up. I just I put it up, right? Like I'm not. It's not fucking me, right? Uh, all right. So, uh, Project Power. Uh, big fan of it. I, it's fucking balls to the wall, man. Uh, I like that that movie a lot. So, Project Power. Uh, Missy, your number six. Are we at six? My number six is mm-hmm. Extraction. It's a uh... table. What the? Because I'm awesome. all right. 
true. You watched 11 movies for sure that we doubled up on some of these. <laughs> no, but she just has her movies really low. Uh, all right. So, uh, um, Mike, what did you get for your number six? The Wrong Missy. Okay. Did anybody I... see The Wrong Missy? We did. No. My wife and I did. I Missy loved it. Just to watch it because it has her name on it. And people keep telling you to watch it. <laughs> it's, oh, it's like simple. me with that John Travolta movie, Michael. Uh, no, man, of course not. Who cares? The um, the wrong Missy is great. I thought Lauren Lapkus was funny. David Spade is the straight man to this crazy person. I thought it was clever and enjoyable and fun. I, I really thought it was there was some really funny moments, really funny physical comedy. It was just like a slapsticky, goofy movie. So there was a couple of really hilarious fucking moments, right? Super hilarious movie. Yeah moments uh when he wakes up on the plane and she's jerking him off yes and 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 she and he's trying to like play it off as if like nobody could know but everybody in the fucking plane knows and it's just fucking funny there's like really funny funny moments of that movie the problem that i had with this and tanya loves this movie um Mm. Tanya says, love the wrong Missy. So here's a problem that I have with this movie is that they make the Missy lady, they make her so fucking crazy. They make her so yeah. unlikable. Her behavior is so unlikable that when there's that inevitable, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a romantic comedy. So we know it's coming, right? So, but when they make that, when they do the inevitable, like, this is the reason why I act this way. And it's like, oh, now you're endearing. It's not. It doesn't make up for the cre- it doesn't make up for the awful fucking behavior that she did for 50 minutes of the movie. The last 20 minutes are not they didn't it it felt like if I just walked in in the last half hour of the movie I would be like, "Oh, this is a cute movie." And if I walked in and I saw the first hour of the movie right. by itself, I'd be like, "Oh, this is fucking hilarious slapstick." And this is but when they do that when they try to do that twist to me, I was just like, mm. "My wife Vanessa is the one that said it to me first. She was like, "I can't fucking like her." I'm like, "I know." I can't like, I can't yeah. like her. She's uh, banana skirt, but the slap. I, I had to. Pro- yeah, I had to process it a little differently because there was that moment of like, oh my god, this asshole. And you know how I am. Like, I don't like that movies that where people are just like assholes. But she was also kind of like genuinely defending herself from people thinking she's like, hey, I'm doing my shit. Leave me alone. And the 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 there was stuff at the beginning that I had forgotten about by like because it's so throwaway you know the movie like felt very throwaway that i wasn't really paying attention until like halfway through the movie where i'm like ah this is fun you know that kind of thing and then by the time at the end they're like oh well okay you know like it was like and everything's tied up in a nice neat little bow and we're good you know that kind of thing the part with the shark was so fucking good too i make the whole uh shark it was good it was funny it was funny yeah I thought it was a very funny movie, but as a romantic comedy, I just I, I did not I did not I couldn't couldn't get past the fight that she was unbelievable. No, I just couldn't Again, get past, the pickings couldn't get, are slim. I couldn't get past the fact that she was an asshole. As a comedy, I enjoy this movie. As a romantic movie, I'm like mm, mm. no. Uh yeah. It's good next to my head. And it's nothing of the fact that uh this guy man, this that's I even forgot that part when he breaks his fucking leg. That was a good movie. That was a good part two of the movie of the date. Uh, anyways, sorry. Uh, all right, so that's your number six. Um, my number six is a movie called Ava. 
Ava. You, you told me to watch it. Which <laughs> one is that one? Uh, so Ava stars as uh, stars this chick from what was she in? Jessica Chastain. Yeah, Jessica Chat. Whatever. What was she in before? Uh, Molly's Game, and uh, no, that she wasn't in Jurassic Park. That's her doppelganger. Oh no! Wasn't she in Jurassic World? No, that's no, not that's her. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. That is right. Yeah, that that is. that's her. Do- that's her doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Jessica Chastain is in the movie. Thirty. Uh, Zero, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Thank you. That's, that's the one. That it. <laughs> Jeff also said Jurassic World, and he is. All, we are all wrong. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> not all uh, redheads are the same, man. Uh. Anyway, so Ava, she plays a hit man. She plays a, a contract killer. Uh, but it's not as simple as being like she starts asking questions like, what did you do wrong type of shit to the fucking people she's going to end up killing, which is apparently frowned upon in the industry. You get paid to kill somebody, you just fucking kill them. And then she goes home and you realize that she had a shit ton of fucking problems. Uh, oh, fine. Fuck you. Look Mike. what you did. Fuck what you, you did, you little jerk. Uh, Wait, now you gotta. You, is he in the waiting room? What happened? He's not in the waiting room yet. He just got kicked out. His internet is fucking is, is taking a, a dump, which wow. is everyone because because <laughs> we followed his advice and look, here we are. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Uh, your is crapping out on you, Mike. I think it's the cr- the Chrome. Like, I, I don't think it's my internet. I think it was my computer running stuff. Isn't it funny how we always try to defend our internet? Like we we leave that to like the last. No, 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 mine's good. No, no, mine's good. Mine's good. And then and like it's just a little glitchy today. Oh, you know. good. Um, uh, <laughs> Chris says that he rage quit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I take I, this countdown serious. Ava was fantastic. I thought it was really good. And uh, she goes back home, and she, as a human being, has a lot of fucking issues growing up. That I don't want to say lead her to killing to being a contract killer, but they definitely led her to be getting into the military, which she then, you know, that's a slippery slope. Apparently, that's how that, that that's how it is in movies. In movies, it, if you're in the military, you're either gonna have PTSD or you're gonna become a contract killer. It's one of those fucking two <laughs> in the movies. In the movies. Uh, so, anyways, the movies, bag options. <laughs> The movie's fucking fantastic. Uh, very much in the vein of... Very much like... Uh, what's the one that Charlie Theron did? Like in the 80s? Atomic Blonde? Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Very much like Atomic Blonde. I love the fact that this movie... It has a female female uh, lead as an action star. But it didn't make it seem as if she's untouchable. You know how they do that with dudes? Where there's like you, you know what I mean? Like he goes through thirty, like the main character goes through thirty fucking dudes, and it's like, oh, he he got punched once. It's like mm, I don't, I, I was never the biggest fan of that. Like I was when I was a kid because I didn't know any better. I was like, yeah, nobody mm-hmm. can fuck with fucking Van Damme. But then as you as I got older, I realized like, no, it doesn't really make like it, I like when our hero has to struggle, right? And very much like Atomic Blonde got her ass whooped, even though she did. She ended up on top, you know, of the fight. She ended up winning the fights, but she still took fucking her licks. Uh, Jessica Chastain took fucking licks, and you go, oh fuck. Um, it has John Malkovich, and it has uh, what's his name, the Irish dude 
from uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Uh, I like the fact that I said the, the Irish dude, and you're like, Colin well, Farrell. I'm remembering the <laughs> clips of it or trailer. Maybe I saw a trailer of it, and I'm remembering it a little bit. But that's a that's actually I'm making a list now of stuff to watch because. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really fucking good. I told I told Missy to watch it because it has the chick that she likes. Uh, she likes this chick a lot. Jessica Chastain, and yeah. I am a fan. Yes, uh, she's a fan of hers from some uh, movie that she did about gambling. Uh, so the movie's called Molly. Why are you triggering me? It's called Molly's Game, and it's a great Aaron Sor- Sorkin movie. It's 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 a it's an Iron Sorkin movie, all right. Like nobody's taking that away from him. Uh, all right. So Ava is my number six. Um, Missy, what do you got for uh, your five? For five, Okay. Well, this is where it gets a little heated. I think my number five. And if it pleases the court, let me make my case for this for this movie, and then chew me out. Uh, my number five is Wonder Woman 84. And <laughs> I am not expecting it to get tabled, so I'm just going to jump right in. Um, I will say this much about this movie. I don't think it deserves the fucking level of heat that it got in the same way that I think, Mike, you said earlier how Birds of Prey got a lot of shit. I don't uh, think this movie deserves the amount of shit that, this, that it got. I think this is the first, I want to say it's the first blockbuster movie superhero movie that's come out in a post-COVID world which changed the rules for movie going you didn't get to see it in the movie theater which changes the experience completely and um, everyone was in a shit mood mood anyway so on a a good fucking year these kinds of movies get shit on left and right and picked apart to no end and this movie really didn't stand a chance in my perspective in that context now, as aside from that, I will say that there are a lot of scenes in this movie that are prevalent and important to explore, such as the greed is not good thing, such as the difference between getting what you want and growing into your powers. And of course, my, 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 my tearjerker moment, which is when Diana fully deserves to get a happy ending, and she definitely does not, and for the greater good, it reminded me of much of like when Buffy and Angel throwback um, had a chance to live happily ever after, and they chose to uh, give that up for the greater good. And it's just, I really, really enjoyed the movie. I don't think it deserves the hate that it got. And you may now proceed to chew me out. Go ahead. I found. I like what it did. I like the list. I like the fact that it brought forth a great conversation about fuel. And how <laughs> economize fuel in this world, like protecting our fossil fuels. I think it's a very important conversation that it that it brought about. Uh, <laughs> I so I can hear Jeff's hair, head exploding somewhere. I do want to say one thing though. I was watching Batman Returns this weekend instead of watching a new movie. I know, but <laughs> I will say this much. So Pfeiffer's uh, Catwoman, before she's Catwoman, she's Serena, and she's a secretary. She's, you know, mousy and, and docile, and then she gets thrown out of a window, wakes up, and she can throw a fucking cat suit and karate fight everyone. I remember anyone uh, fact-checking whether or not that was reasonable or not, and I think it's because 
I think it's because it's it's an overall generally really like everyone really likes the movie, and I don't think oh I, it's not I don't think I know not a lot of people enjoyed. I'm actually think of one person I think is me that I'm the list of people that enjoyed the movie. So I I think that in the context of whether or not you enjoyed it is how it's to the degree the degree that you're gonna pick it apart. Is my opinion. Yeah, Mike, Mike and I kind of came to that conclusion. At least I did. I don't know. I, I brought it up to Mike when I was that the one episode you miss, uh, Missy, when you were out on assignment. We, I kind of brought That's this. Up. I was making fun of uh, Mike for all this type of shit, and I, and I brought up the fact that uh, in Endgame, Rhodey didn't have like he just came up with a new suit out of nowhere like he just <laughs> like giant man opened up his hand he's like oh roadie has a new suit oh that's cool where, where the fuck did he get that from like we just but nobody said that where did he get the financing for that so we brought up this whole thing and we i kind of i made that the same kind of declaration i said the reason why we didn't pick it apart is because we enjoy the movie and you're willing to forgive more so when you're not enjoying something you start going like hey wait a minute yeah you know I mean? Yeah, and I'll tell you this. That makes sense. Were there, this, were there box DVDs in 1999? Let's yeah. let's talk about I it. What a controversy! Jesus box Christ. DVDs. They're, they're People are you? pissed on Twitter because uh, WandaVision. Yes, yeah. that that's not believable that in Sokovia 1999 the guy would have a, a box of uh, DVDs of old TV shows, and it's like of all the things that are unbelievable oh, about WandaVision. So there were, first of all, people were saying the first wave of fucking misinformation was DVDs didn't exist in 1999. And as somebody, did. as somebody who worked at Blockbuster in 1999, I was like, you're fucking wrong. It's that one fucking, it's that one shelf right there. I, Uh, I, when I worked at Best Buy in 2000 there was like a full dvd section and yeah. you, i had a bought a dvd player and so, we had dvds in 19 yeah yeah plenty so plenty. that was the first wave and then the second wave was like they wouldn't have the tv the tv wouldn't be able to play a dvd and i was like what about if they had a uh, uh, uh an adjuster or a fucking uh, what you call it uh adapter or whatever an adapter and then it became like this whole like there wasn't i'm like look there wasn't box sets they didn't have tv shows in 1999 they, they also didn't have sets. witches and <laughs> Which is what we're saying. No, no, no. I'm mocking all these people who are nitpicking this shit. We're all saying, like, get the fuck over it. Don't be dumb. I don't, Uh, honestly, like Wonder Woman 84, uh, as much as my knee jerk reaction was to like dislike it and to like pick it apart, it was because of that. We talked about it. You know, it was because we were like, also because the bar was really high. And the expectation was really high. So the bar of the first Wonder Woman was great, yeah. like very high. And then also like because of COVID, everyone was waiting to see what this first, you know, superhero movie that comes out was going to be like. And it was just this odd, and it was just like a really weird mix of things that were good and things and like things that were bad and and things that I felt the need, like I just would because I wasn't enjoying it all as a big as a puzzle, like all put together. Mm-hmm. I picked it apart. To looking back on it, it's like yeah, it's dumb to be that angry about it, a, a fucking you know comic book movie or any movie really. But it's like, um, but especially a superhero movie. <laughs> yes, especially. But I think a superhero that, movie. Yeah, but I'm not going to take. I don't that, think it. Yeah. I still don't think it's a good movie. I still am not. You know. 
No, I know. I, I uh, uh, support your opinion. And what I'm saying is that I think that there are a lot of influences to that. I think everyone had a shit year. And it's also a movie that's meant to be seen in a movie theater and not in your fucking house. That's and I think that's a really good, big factor in why people were so disappointed in it. Because everyone's sick of being home to begin with. And you're looking for this high, like the high that you always get mm. from watching superhero movies. And you didn't get that because you were in your fucking couch or room yeah. so i get it yeah I, I mean i was with my in-law that movie never had a chance see what i did there uh, watch your back you gotta uh, watch the door now mike uh, she's pregnant <laughs> she ain't fucking bringing her ass over here for that okay. <laughs> wow <laughs> oh man what number uh, are we on what are we doing what's that uh, uh, dave hit me with your number five bro what's your number five you say dave did i say dave, dave? how dare you sorry. i'm sorry i was seeing how dave. i see how 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 big he is in my screen and that reminds me of full-size dave so i just immediately <laughs> dropped in dave i apologize no uh mike hit me five. with your hit me number with your... five my number five is extraction that's also my number five BFF. All right. Yeah. Extraction was dope. So fucking good. Action packed. Yep. So many like super good long tracking shots. Is that one yes. single one take shot that was incredible? In the car that goes from inside the car. For, it goes from outside the car, inside the car, fucking out, come back it was in. Great. Oh, it was so good. Chris good. Hemsworth being fucking Chris Hemsworth. Like he's just like, and he's, and the little kid does a great job. That little kid was fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Um, it had David Harbor in it. It was like this cool, you know, like showdown at the, oh man, it was just like, it was one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite action movies, like of the last few years. Like it was just like a super perfect action movie. This troubled main guy who's like this super badass but it's also realistic because he does like get hurt and shit you know like yeah. it was great i just i love it was so fun so fun unexpected too like i saw it i'm like oh let me just watch it and then i ended up like you know really that, that, enjoying it yeah well my my test now it used to be that i would be watching a movie and then pick up my phone every now and again now it's i watch I, I, i'm on my phone with a movie in the background so if a yeah. movie holds your attention it's it even better yeah. It has to be good. I remember, like, at a certain point, I was just like, put this phone down, okay? I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, watch yeah, it. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I had that same litmus test when it's like uh, I didn't pick up my phone the entire time. Like, yep. it was one of those things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's fucking really good, man. I, I mean, what about that scene when he confesses what he did and he's, like, crying and broken? Like, I don't I don't think the, uh, Chris Hemsworth has had a lot of room to show range outside of like brute force and i think that this movie really did him a, a, a favor with that because that scene is yeah. brutal endgame was like that endgame though. he was like that i mean it, it, we forget about endgame because he's wearing that fat makeup and you just see him as a fat guy so it's like funny but he had moments where he was broken where he was like the whole movie in endgame he was just fucking broken yeah 
and, and he does a great job like portraying like the PTSD like denial, but it's yeah. like creeping out of him. The triggers when he hears the word, he's a good actor. Like he should, he's, a he's great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so yeah. talented. You get mad at him because he's too oh. good looking. You know, <laughs> well, you're I'm, like you. I'm mother- mad at him. I'm mad at him because last year I signed up for his workout app, and I got charged a hundred bucks. And then this year it was on renewal. And I didn't know about that it was on renewal. So I got charged a hundred bucks. And the day that I got charged, I canceled it. And I was like, hey, and I wrote to them and I was like, yo, can I get a refund? Cause it just charged me today. And they were like, nope. As per our fucking uh, terms and agreements, we don't refund you for any unused. I'm like, but I just got charged today. Like, I'm not even asking you. And they're like, nope. And I was Did like, Did you try email him, emailing him? I, I, I put it, I threw his name in the email though to customer service. I go, I'm a, I go, I'm embarrassed that Chris Hemsworth is even a part of this. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself doing. And I even threw in the fact that we were in a pandemic. I was like, in the middle of a pandemic where um, I've lost my job and, and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Fucking movie star won't refund me my hundred fucking dollars. I swear to God, I wrote that. I got. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm not lying. Fuck him. He's a fucking mega superstar. He's got millions of dollars. He needs my hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. There's a fucking fat guy fell for your fucking shit that he wants to work out like you. Fuck you. Uh, did you. Did you do any of the workouts though? No, none of them. No, no. I refuse. Now, now I refuse. I'm like, no. Fuck him. Fuck him. It's not this him. Like this literally just happened like a month and a half ago. Like I still have man. ten months to fucking use this thing. Like, Do oh, it, man. No. I won't be able to say that I fucking need the refund. No. Oh, oh that's I funny. I don't think they care. You're not getting your money back. It could be worse. It could be worse. Something. Water bottle. No, Chris Hemsworth, you're fucking in the middle of a pandemic. I How come I can't put the wrap it up banner? <laughs> so bad. Right. Hey, you motherfucker. All right. So, Missy, what's your number four? All right. Well, taking a turn from the action pack, a couple of picks we've had. My number four is Chemical Hearts. It streams on Prime, and it's a teenage coming-of-age movie that is not the traditional, doesn't follow the traditional uh, cookie-cutter cheerleader uh, versus emo girl type of archetype that we're used to seeing lately. Um, or generally, I, sh- I should say. not oh, That's a blanket statement. But generally speaking, that's usually the thing. And this is actually deals with a lot of heavier things that I think that for in adolescence doesn't really um, touch upon. Or, or in movies or just generally in any conversation. And Lady Reinhardt uh, is, uh, plays the protagonist. And she has been through some shit. And kind of, the kind of stuff that, like, this movie is really great because it's, it, it covers a, a moment in these two characters' uh, life. And I know that it's based on a book, but um, it's that weird... Huh? No, not by no, not no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's at the cusp of where you're not a kid anymore, and you're not fully an adult. You're kind of like transitioning. You're walking that bridge. Yeah, the like, Britney Spears uh, song. Britney Spears song. Yeah, not a girl, not yet a woman. Yeah, we all yeah. we all listen to that as we clutch our pillows going to bed at night, right? Yeah, yeah. We're good. Uh huh. Yeah, that's where we I was going. Um, but uh, it was really, a, really enjoyable and very thought provoking, and it was a, a coming of age movie that had a lot of substance, which I really uh, enjoy. And I tend to 
gravitate towards those stores anyway because I can't relate to the traditional like cheerleader versus emo girl shit that is typically and I'm using a very generalized example but typically like the archetype for these coming of age movies is this deals with a lot of shit mental health grief trauma like all kinds of shit and falling in love and having your heart broken for the first time like it's just it's it's a great watch so if you're if you ever PMS I recommend it <laughs> oh okay it's a heavy drama it's a PMS movie <laughs> no I just said that because bring your chocolate yeah <laughs> special dark chocolate no it's not a PMS movie that's not but it's a heavy drama like it's not funny in any way it's, it's not a comedy you know it's not, yeah, if, okay. you're not if, you're, if you're in a good mood and you're looking for a happy ending this is not what you want but gotcha. uh, otherwise it's a good story and it's a good uh it's, it's a good story so i i recommend it okay. sure, yeah mike what's your number four man my number four is sonic the hedgehog all right wow what was number did you have it sir this is the last movie i saw in the movie theater and that's why i guess i really like have a hard time not thinking of it first of all as a movie like i yeah it, you know i saw it in the theater it was a thing it was a thing that i was waiting for something else and i was in the city and i was like ah, i got to, i got like a few i got like hours to kill and then I was like, maybe there's a movie theater by here. And I was like, I had some uh, regal points, you know, I was like, oh, let me just go watch a movie. And I ended up, it was, I can't remember what else was out at the time, but the only thing I really cared uh, like that would, that interested me was, was Sonic the Hedgehog. I was like, ah, oh, let me go watch it. It'll be funny, whatever. Like a, just a, you know, something to see. I ended up kind of in, like, like having a great time with it. It was cookie cutter, you know, uh, animated character with human people. And Jim Carrey was this over the top thing. And it was fun. You know, it was like, it was, you know, it was like a good time. And because it was the last movie I saw in the theater, I'm just like, I think of it fondly and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like it was great. And I totally think that the redesign of it all, you know, like where they had yeah. to read the whole scandal right. it was genuinely worth it because at, at a certain point it was like, okay, that's Sonic. Had I been watching it the other way, maybe I wouldn't have thought the same thing, but like, it was cool. I loved it. I, mean, I was, love this movie unapologetically, yeah. not because it was the last movie that I saw, not because it was, uh, I had to kill time. And like, I love this movie for everything uh aside from the fact that yeah uh i saw this movie movie theaters i saw it on valentine's day when it came out and i watched it with both my kids it was me and both my kids yeah. watching this movie and my daughter's a huge fan of sonic uh prior to this movie and we were just like fucking loving this movie it was fantastic yeah. it, um, the sonic was funny uh jim carrey was great Jim Carrey was back at his Jim Carreyness. It was back at the fucking like, hey, this is what I want Jim Carrey for, and I know he doesn't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Like, I just I fucking enjoyed the fuck out of Jim Carrey in this movie. Um, everything was really cool. I liked the way that they they brought in the rings. I, uh, I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and dare to say, up until this point, as of right now, March first, uh, 2021, this is the best video game adaptation movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't argue with you. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. They bring in like the rings that Sonic has to collect in the fucking video game is just money. 
It's just all that is. But the way they explain it in the movie, it's like it's a way to transform to transport him to different worlds. And it's fucking great, man. It's I mean, that scene where he's going from the fucking uh, from from Egypt to the from the pyramids of Egypt and France. And he's just going through all these. It's fucking great. Visually, it's so it's just a fun fucking movie, you know, like James Marsden being, you know, just like, hey, I'm hey, look at me. I'm the human in this movie, you know. And, uh, and and it was touching when he said when when uh, Doctor Robotnik was like you're going to your life uh, uh, on this line for this thing this alien and is and he says he's my friend yeah like just that one like he's my friend and I'm like <sighs> it's so good it's so it was just really enjoyable and and it's high on my list because it's uh was the last movie I saw but it is absolutely regardless of what 2020 if COVID hadn't happened it would be on my list as a good 2020 movie you know like it was just like solid all the way through fun time i'd watch it again i'd recommend it to people i own it yeah it's in the family share brief if you could watch it i'm gonna watch it again yeah yeah it's great it's changed on hbo (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my number four all right my number four Uh, you know, it was about time that Pixar reared its head. So my number four uh, is Onward. Mm. Nice. Go on. Uh, the fact that nobody tabled this is... I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. Uh, I, don't expect, I don't expect Missy to watch it. Uh, Mike, it, you know, it's... I get it. It's elves and fucking fantasy it's, stuff. It's literally <laughs> D&D. It's literally D&D. I don't know. Like, I guess it's, it's just literally... Elves going on an adventure, looking for a magical spell, and then using other spells. Like it's literally like they, they fucking have this whole. I know, thing. I know. And he, I'm not a D and D guy at all, but even I was like, oh, that's a phrase from uh, fucking D and D, right? That's a thing. I'm and, sick uh, of Pixar fucking with my emotions. Um. Okay. Well, that's what they do. They're in the business. That's all they do, man. It's, they're so good at it too. Yeah. Finding Dory fucked me up for real. Oh, uh, that movie's like the least of like I. That's no. The, Pixar list. No, no, no. Finding Dory messed me up all because I was on an airplane and I was stuck on an airplane going like, <laughs> why can't nobody look at me? You know, like it was bad. When Bing Bong dies in. Oh, wow. yeah. <gasps> I'm sick of it. What For is real? the sad? I know that in. So I know that onward, it's about the father. Like the writers of, and director of the movie had lost his father. And this was like a love letter from his brother to. So, so his brother to his, it's about his brothers. Father. It's two brothers played by uh, Spider Man and um, Star Lord and Star Lord, and mm-hmm. it's two brothers that uh, they find a magical spell. Their dad left behind, like the dad passed away when uh, before Spider Man was even born, like while Spider Man. So Spider Man never met his dad, mm-hmm. right? And then Star-Lord was like four years old and he died. So he has like three memories of him. And there's like a audio recording of like the last time that he called the house and like Spider-Man fucking just like replays that on a loop because he, he you know, what I mean? so he's like trying, he, he wears his dad's old fucking uh, university sweater and all that trying to re, you know, he's trying to make a connection with the dad that he doesn't know. Right. His dad has a spell they live in a fanta- in a fantasy world his dad casts a spell where for one day they could he could he could come back to life for one day 
But the problem is that they need a stone for the second half of the spell. Mm. So for the whole movie, he's just a bottom half. His, his pants. Just, just the legs. Yeah, yeah, his pants. And so uh, the whole movie is them looking for a journey. Is going through a, a quest to find this other stone to find it. And uh, it's, you know, and very touching. And it's very like, and then it becomes this thing where that dad that he was look that he's been looking for his whole life his brothers filled those shoes and he didn't even realize that so it's a whole thing fine <laughs> <laughs> mike you have a brother this thing is about brothers you like dnd this thing is a, it's like it's literally they made this movie where mike is going to love this you know how when they were making the movie, they like, I can't wait for fucking Mike to see this. This is going to be great. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how, like, when they do it, it's like, it's quiet. It's too quiet. Yeah. That's it's what this movie rough. feels like. It's, it's like, it's rough. too rough. <laughs> it's like, it's like this. It's like, oh, this is for Mike. It's too Mike. You know, like, it's, it's like, it's like so on the nose that I'm always like, I'll get to it eventually. But yeah. All right, I guess I'll watch it. It's really good, man. Uh, so and uh, yeah, it's my number four. Um, all right, uh, three, Missy, what's your number three? Okay, my number three is a reboot. So just I know. like how you do the disclaimer before you say the <laughs> name of the movie. Every disclaimer, the whole time, like she spends a minute vamping about this, like using the language <laughs> to then get. I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna about to happen. Okay. Now, the irony in me picking a reboot, I know, is bullshit because I hate, I hate the fact that they keep getting produced. But me watching them. <laughs> what was it? I said, I hate the fact that they get produced at the volume that they do. But and that's my gripe with them. That's a hundred percent my gripe with them. But the, if I will watch it, yeah, I might. Yeah, no. My number three is uh, Emma. Last year's iteration of Emma. It ha It stars uh, Anna Taylor Joy, who we know from Queen Gambit. Queen Gambit. And, and the new mutants that was also released in 2020. One of the movies I saw in 2020. <sighs> She's in that one too. It's a good movie, dude. Oh fuck! Hold on. <laughs> so oh, he's gonna have to rearrange his shit. Oh, so you should have brought this up five picks ago, bro. I <laughs> I can't take shit out now. Oh no. fuck! Wait, but so this is Emma, like the Jane Austen Emma. It's a it's a fourth iteration of the Jane Austen Emma, um, in a movie in a feature film uh format. <clears throat> Um, what makes it different than the other ones? What makes it different than the other ones? Good question. Is the fact that this one I feel has so the other aside from Clueless, the other two versions of this that I had to watch were was for school, not because I wanted to. They're very Britishy, like uptight, which of course makes sense because it's the Jay Austen brand. But this movie, what it did, which I found really enjoyable, was that it kind of made the interactions, the dialogue, the whole movie way more dimensional. And the dad is fucking hilarious in this movie. Like it's just it humanizes this very epic uh canon like this this movie is uh this story is part of like the canon of greatest books of all time and for whatever reason because i'm not really that big of a jane austen fan but um i think that 
really fun to watch. And the fact that they made the 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 characters way more dynamic, like goof, like uh, vulnerable. I don't know. It's just it, there's something about it that it's, it wasn't as uptight and and stagnant like the other versions. This is of course a uh, separate than the coolest one, which is my favorite. But um, the other I didn't thing even know coolest was an Emma. Thing. Yeah, it is. Um, and the other thing that I really enjoyed about this movie was that at some point uh, last year, I went through a phase where I was really into like period dramas with like the drama of the costume and whatever, all that shit. I was watching Pride and Prejudice a lot, which is never mind. So, um, the crown. Yeah, just but all these uh, period dramas, like I just think like the 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 costume design, like the drama of all of it, I love that, and this kind of check that off so it was a fun watch um i recommend and yeah emma my number three emma uh my number three (laughs) is very different than your number three i I hope so because my number three is bought at subsequent the movie film yep not yep. Borat too. Wasn't those the same thing? Wasn't isn't that a double feature? It was Emma and then Borat. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they program. Yeah, that's how they do it. They put you you buy Emma, you get Borat. You buy Borat, you get Emma. It's just the way it is. Uh-huh. Uh this movie again, a a big surprise. I did not expect this movie to be as good as it was, and that Maria Bakalova, the the girl that plays his daughter, is so amazing talented. in this. Just so incredibly talented in this movie. It was. She won. Yeah. Well, oh. Bora, like the movie won, not oh. her. She was, but she's been nominated for a million awards. Like this, she was genuinely so good in that movie that it almost took me out of it as to like. It's like, you know how like when someone's so good that you'd forget that they're acting or you forget that it's a movie. Mm-hmm. And this one, it, she was so good that I forgot she was acting, but then I remembered and it was like, oh my God, that like, she's too good. You know, like it, when she is in the, like, cause once COVID hits, the whole movie had to change, right? Like you watched that process in the movie of all of the stuff that they were, that, that was happening. Suddenly they have to get locked down. They're talking about COVID fucking Sasha Baron Cohen, the way he tells the story about how he had to wait for the, in the, in the CPAC conference that's happening Mm -hmm. now, he was in it and he had to wait in a, in a thing dressed as Trump for like 45 minutes, almost like hours. Like he's committed to these high risk things. And then this girl who nobody knows is doing the same shit going into like, like keeping up with him, interviewing Rudy Giuliani, almost getting sexually assaulted by Rudy Giuliani. Like it was, it was just, and the the way it was all put together was genuinely like, I didn't think I needed another Borat movie. I just watched the first one again or whatever, but this was, it was so good. It was so, and that girl deserves every credit she gets, every award she gets. She was so fantastic. And as, as that's what I mean, it's it's number three. You know, it's mm-hmm. high on my list. I uh, I thought the movie was very funny. Where the movie where it lost me was when, and I know that this is part of the fucking part of it, uh, mm-hmm. part of the charm, I guess, whatever it was. Is I didn't care for the fucking for the like sappy like oh father daughter turn. You really? 
I did not. I would not have expected. I, I don't want to watch a fucking Borat movie for a father daughter fucking rekindling. Uh, fucking. Uh, to me, I was like the the comedy was outstandingly funny. Mm. The part where she they bring her out in the ball, like when they announce her in the fucking ball. I mean, it is Bro. fucking <laughs> absurdly funny. It's absurdly funny. The dub, the fucking uh, the miscommunication when he's talking to the gynecologist about. The, the baby inside her. Oh it's my just god! Absurdly fucking hilarious. The the black lady that he leaves her to stay with yeah. for a little while. Like yeah. they've since like made it really nice, but she was so supportive and super yeah. sweet and telling her that you know about women and like it was it was I I mean I didn't expect the heartwarming side of it. I didn't want the heartwarming side of it, and then, when, <laughs> and then and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. The heartwarming side of it was done well. It yeah. was it was actually heartwarming, but I'm not going to a fucking. I don't want to see a Borat movie for heartwarming. It just it's didn't. Like me and now uh, the love story at the end of Casino Royale. Right. Where's the murder? Missy was watching Casino Royale, and then there was a like 20 minutes where it was a love story. She was like, "I'm not fucking coming to see Bond for a romantic yeah. comedy." This Missy's is like, "I crave violence." Yes. There's the violence. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's that way about and again, I get it. I'm alone on this island because everybody that rate everybody who liked this movie, whether you, if you hate it, you hate it for, for multiple sure. reasons. Yeah. But if you like this movie, everybody who likes this movie is always talking about how great it is. It's not just a comedy, it's heartwarming, and like that, that's how good of a storyteller Sasha Burr and Cohen is. And I'm not disagreeing with any of that. All I'm saying is I don't want it. Yeah, I, don't want to I get I, it. I don't, I don't no, I understand. Not my But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the that I genuinely She's again fantastic actress. fantastic actress. Like that chick is bonkers good. The feat of the movie is why it's so high because of how crazy yeah. into the like the danger zone he goes to make Dude, these things. The fact that he went into that place, that rally, and he started singing. And it, it was fucking. If you want, have you seen the behind the scenes of it of him trying I've to get seen, out? Yeah, I've seen a couple of things of it. Like I don't it, know which one like, when he's trying to get out. When he's like, when they when they finally got him out of there, they had to sneak him out of there in a fucking van, mm -hmm. and people were coming after him, dude. People yeah. were like legit, like, and I was like, oh shit. So, um, you know, I like that movie for the the comedies. I think is outrageous yeah. funny. I just didn't want the rest of the movie. Sure. Uh, all right. So that's his number three. My number three is Old Guard. Oh Lord. Uh Charlie Theron playing an immortal uh along with a team of immortals and she's a leader of the immortals and it's really good. And then the guy, the bad guy from Harry Potter plays the bad guy here. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, you want me to pull up the the cast name or yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I think I'm doing it justice. The whole uh, idea of the I'll tell you where that movie was like genuinely like fucked with my head was when the woman that had been put in the water, yes. the, the the lady that just oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, there's that, a bunch of those people. Huh? That was ordered. There's a sequel that was ordered to the old guard. It just, you know, COVID fucked everything up. But they, sure, but sure. they, they're working on it. But uh, yeah, that no. scene, that scene with the, because I, I, this movie didn't make my list, but I did watch it in like pieces because it was also the, you know, 
like how you watch the movie indicates how you, much you remember it. So yeah. this was one that I watched like on my breaks at work and you know in between on my phone, you know. But that scene where the woman where they finally reveal that 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 his love or whatever had been just drowning forever. Yeah. Like come back to life and then drown again. Like what a <laughs> yeah, but it was good with the action too, and it had a good story. Like it was a, a interesting. Can I, you, can I tell you one of my favorite parts is when uh when the the other military comes in and they're like they take these guys in, in custody or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, so what are you like his boyfriend?" And the description, oh my god, the description of their love for one another. You oh go, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to be loved like that. I, okay? I looked at my wife and I was like, "Why did you ever say shit like that about me?" <laughs> this is almost as good as the father-daughter thing in Borat. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it was, it, that that description of their love for each other is like, yeah, sure. If you want to say that's my boyfriend, fine. Uh, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Like, but the whole movie was great, man. It threw me off. I didn't know what the fuck to expect. I didn't know. No. I didn't know that were the immortals and all this shit there. So when they got fucking killed in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, we're going to Tarantino this bitch. We're going to see how they're in here. We're going to go back in time. Yeah. Oh, no. They're fucking standing up. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, I went, like, I was like fucking in. Well, was, that was, what's good. the chick called that when, I, this is my number seven. What was it that chick called when, like, do you put on Netflix and they play like a clip, like the, not a trailer, but like the, they loop like 15 seconds of it over and over again. Oh, yeah. Like the preview thing that when you're on the screen. Yeah, I guess. So there's a tease or whatever. That's, that's what hooks me into watching it is that the fact that there's like that major shootout, they're all dead and they all just come back and I'm yeah. like, what's this about? Oh, you saw that shit? Oh man, thank God I didn't see that because that was a major fucking plus. That was a major excitement point for me watching. So you going in not knowing anything. I, I had none. I didn't know anything, so I was uh, like, "Oh, yeah. it's Charlie Theron. It's an action movie. I'm a huge fan of Atomic Blonde. I'm fucking in. Like that's all I needed to know." And then when they when they killed them, I was like, "I literally <laughs> thought they're gonna go back in time." I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna go back in time to find yeah. out how we got here." I mean, they did, but and then, that, they, and then they. They stood up, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is, <laughs> this is, oh yeah, this is." I liked how um, she would throw like when the, the the pictures of her. There was like the when like they anytime there was like a she was in the background of anything, she would have to get it like deleted oh, or yeah. whatever of the pictures. I, I I thought that was like an interesting nuance thing, like a little detail of like, don't catch me in the background of nothing, you know. Well, yeah. and but they did dogs. <laughs> it's just it's just food. It's just food. <laughs> Honestly, I miss those food Instagrams, man. That's all that's all my social media. My TikTok algorithm is just people cooking because it's soothing. That's all oh, it is. Fuck you, I love it. I love so, it. Like this is so ridiculous because I sent Mike, I literally sent Mike a fucking video on Instagram of a professional chef cooking and preparing meat, which he loves. And he's like, Oh fuck, this guy's annoying. I'm like what? what? No, the guy's no, annoying. I don't like just watches people eat. No, I like I like I don't like the people that go, "Hey, uh, social media, we're gonna be cooking up this fucking steak with like you know like that." They're they're like, "We're gonna do it extra," and then they add like some extra stupid ingredient. I'm like, just like show me some nice, calm so you, ASMR you know, cooking. Do I, I don't even need to see your face. I barely need to see your hands. Just chop. Cooked in the woods. You follow him. 
Al Masan Kitchen. Hell yeah, I follow that guy. All right, all right, we're getting off track. All right, so that was my number uh, three. Was that number three? Yeah, yeah that was number three. Yes. Missy's number seven. Uh, so Missy, we're at number two. What do you got for number two, man? My number two is Hamilton. No, okay. interesting. I forgot this was in 2020, and I now traumatized me. And now does it I count as to, a movie? Well, look to the Golden Globes. It does. You got oh, nominated. That's true. That's true. Uh, I forgot about this, and I didn't put Hamilton on my list. Uh, oh, so I'm gonna go. Ahead, I'm just gonna go ahead and get rid of Soul. And put <gasps> as my number two. Wow. Uh, so Hamilton is my number two. What a plot twist. <laughs> I didn't expect it. Uh, I feel like a fraud now because I didn't have. The, I just forgot. I just forgot. It, it, it was one of those things. It took up five months of my 2020. I know. that it came out in 2020. It's also like you, you wouldn't have taken out Soul for New Mutants. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't. But you would take it out for Hamilton. Yeah. Wow. What's I mean? Now I'm curious as to what your number one is. It doesn't matter. Number one and two are interchangeable. But fuck, Hamilton is amazing. Wow. Yeah. So I will say this: that for me, uh, I've been tracking this uh, uh, musical since 2015, and I was like, I have been obsessed with it. So, but unfortunately, because of the way that it's worked out obviously i wasn't able to see the original cast um you know when they did their first run and uh the way i just instinctively started i don't know if this happens to i well yeah i guess it does but i get i can easily get like emotional watching something that i really enjoy like musicals i'll cry like i I can easily cry and the way that i just i wasn't even planning on it i didn't even watch it thinking like put it on thinking like oh i'm gonna cry in three two one it just fucking happened because i was just so excited it was so and it dropped in july which was halfway through 2020 which was a shit show like i was already i had been hitting a fucking pandemic wall at that point and so just the gratification and like the comfort i guess in seeing and and getting the the satisfaction of watching a version of this musical with the original cast in its fucking heyday was just phenomenal and i think that um it deserves all the hype that it that it 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 had before and after obviously and i hope that the success of this movie will open the doors because a format of this like kind of um recording broadway musicals or plays or whatever and then putting them streaming them that exists already on broadway hd but it's not as it's not marketed it's not as prevalent it's not like a thing that's that's very pushed to the to the forefront of of like it was for hamilton on disney plus because it's disney um and i had actually not I rediscovered my fandom for this for this musical. I never really left, but it came back pretty hard. And I, luckily for me, I had a close friend that stumbled upon it for the first time and fell in love with it. And um, that's that's Nary. Nary that's that. Nary. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you, listen, if you want to hear me talk about Hamilton, we did a uh, Mount Geekmore uh, back in September for best uh, uh, movie musicals. 
And I specifically brought up and suggested that topic just so I could talk about Hamilton. <laughs> it, spoiler alert, it's my number one pick. Uh, and we that episode was three and a half hours long because the last 40 fucking minutes <laughs> was me talking about Hamilton. Damn. Not an exaggeration. Not gonna bore you with a, my I I mean my love letter for that fucking uh for that Broadway product for that play runs deep. Uh, it's not long; it doesn't run long because it just started last July. Last uh, I just found it last July, but fuck, I, I, mean, I need I, to get my charger. Be right back. I went all in with that uh with that uh play. Um, so to the wow. point that I'm getting a tattoo, I'm going to eventually, once COVID is over, I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo with it. Yeah. It's a whole fucking thing. I'm, wow. I'm head over heels. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you so, want to tell them how you thought about it before? What? Like how, how, what did you think about Hamilton before you saw the, well, I was, I had told, I, told, I don't know if I said this on the, on the podcast, uh, last week or something, but I, I, you know, talking about, po- I, my wife would play the soundtrack. And I, yeah. this, what I'm about to say just further taught me that I'm a visual learner mm. because my wife would play the soundtrack for years, like three years ago. She would play the soundtrack on the car on the drive back from from Disney, and I, I I just didn't know what they were talking about. They were going, they were just rapping too fast. I was like, I don't get what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about, so I just don't understand it. And I never spoke ill of it. I never said, oh, that's a piece of shit or that sucks. I just said, I don't get it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't get mm. the hype. You get to know. And then I got and then I watched it. And again, this just illustrates how much of a visual learner I am. I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is stunning. This yeah. this and then I became that guy that the my wife literally literally forced me to watch it. She forced like shit fucking you gonna you gonna watch this. She forced me to watch it. And then that weekend I worked uh at the West Palm Beach Improv and Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday was four days, and each way. It was an hour and a half each drive, each way, and each way I would listen to it, and each way I would listen to it back. Like so, it was literally Jesus. that weekend I listened to it easily over ten hours of just fucking just back to back to back with no interruptions, and then that went on for months. Literally, all right, I'll watch it. But that that's no. literally, that literally went on for months, where it was every time that Missy got in my car, every time that anybody got in my car, like Hamilton was already. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know people look trust me man I know plenty of people who are like super into I mean here like in New York it was everybody was trying to go see it everyone would do the lottery everyone was trying to get tickets and it was just this insane buzz of this thing this new thing um and I guess like maybe maybe I have that like contrarian in that in that moment of like ah, everybody I wish I I wish I had I was more into musicals. I just, they, they, they don't connect with me strongly, but yeah. I, <clears throat> I do like what I've heard of the music. So it's, story like, it's good story. I know I, I should watch it. I should watch it. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. So you, uh, you, you made that your number two. I made that my number two only because, and the reason, the only reason it's not my number one is because I don't want to bump two movies down. So I'm uh, just literally just moving one, off my i'm just moving one okay because the number one is gonna i forgot that this movie existed this movie this list would have been different had i remembered about new mutants and had i remembered about hamilton sure it, it just the bottom two would have fallen out is all my my number two is bill and ted face the music good movie man good choice good yeah. choice, my friend 2020 did not deserve this movie it Absolutely. was that good? so okay. joyous 
It was so fun. It was excellent. It, it was it was just so uh, it was just so what we needed in that moment of like I needed something that was pure good. You know, just something that was just great. And it didn't try to be more than it was. It understood no. the movie that it was. Yeah. Uh, it was better than part two. Uh, well, I mean, I love them all. I don't want to say it was better or worse. They're great. They're, I love Bill and, T- Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey. I think this is the best one, my opinion. I think. Well, you know, like, again, it's hard to separate because of the nostalgia of how long ago those movies, how long they've been around and how much I've seen. Those. Like, I love the Bill and Ted movies. I can quote, like, a ton of the Bill and Ted movies. But the this new one, like, all of the additional characters that were brought in, like... um uh, Anthony Kerrigan is the robot. The robot guy. So he's good. so fucking so good. Fucking good. He's, he's Noho Hank on Barry. If you haven't seen Barry, it oh. Barry is incredible. It Barry's on HBO Max. Watch Barry. It is super good. He plays Noho Hank, and that's one of my favorite characters on TV of the last decade. Um, and and the girls that play their daughters do such a good job of okay. like mimicking them of, of like- just but still being their own kind of thing. And the way the story works out, death comes back. Like, I just love the idea that death and Bill and Ted's he's offended. He's like hurt by them. He's hurt by them. Yeah. His feelings were hurt. Like it's so fucking good. But I I love that, that death is in Bill and Ted's is also the president in, uh, Iron Man three. And in the Marvel movies, president Ellis is death. The same actor wow. plays both characters. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's just, it's just such a good kind of like great little like friend care, like about friends and family and togetherness. And it was just like this, just good feeling movie that came out in like the worst possible year for it. It was just, does, it was great. Does Keanu Reeves stay woke at any point? In the oh, movie? Keanu Reeves is fucking Ted Theodore Loganing so hard. In that movie, he's he's still like. There's no I pretense love, about. I love it. the fact that uh, was that character's name Missy too. Yeah, right. Missy? Yeah, Missy is the mom. Missy the, is the mom. I love the fact the that he, like it's so good. It's so she marries somebody else and like yeah. that fucking dad is all down and depressed. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, great pick, man. Great pick. I love that movie. Yeah, it was super good. I meant to watch it, but instead I watched Speed a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> If you Missy. love Bill and Ted's, it's great. It's so I, good. I, 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 I rewatched Bill and Ted's last uh, 2019, mm. the original, and I was like, oh, man, this doesn't age well. I thought it was kind of corny and cheesy. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, the new one is really good, man. I liked it. Um, all right. So, Missy, what's your number one? One, 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 one. Mm-hmm. Number one. Remember that shit? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number one is a Netflix movie by the name of Prom, which I guarantee neither of you have seen. Is that the one with James Corden? James, this movie has everything you want. It's pretty scattered. It has Meryl Streep, so we're starting high. Um, but yes, it has James Corden in it. Um, Corden in it, um, and it's uh, it came out. I want to say like December. I'm trying to pull it up, but it came out really late last year. But it gives you it. So yeah, it has Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, and Kerry Washington. Um, so a pretty stacked um, uh, cast out the gate and Andrew Reynolds who's 
fucking phenomenal in everything he does. So this is a musical um, set in the well, it starts off in New York, but sets you know uh, moves to Midwest. And the premise is that these like has been trope of musical stars. Um, they're looking for like a headline, like a, a like an Ellen type story where they go out and they out, do some outreach for some kid, and then that'll get them like the press or whatever. That's the the premise of it but it actually goes up way deeper than that conversation about coming out parents um reacting to that and that whole resistance and it's got music it's got dancing it's got colors it's aesthetically fun and um a great story great ending and everybody at that i feel like this was a very well balanced uh movie for everyone because in their own right each like the first four names that i that i mentioned could have been like the standalone star of the movie and that but each of them holds their own very well and i think just in the context of the batch of movies that i had to work with it has a little bit of everything you want um that i enjoyed from the other movies which was you know the, the fun the kind of superficial break from the pressure of the escapism yeah, the escapism of being alive in this moment in time, and I it's a it's a fun watch, and I recommend it to anyone who needs like a two hour break from reality. That's uh, that's how I feel about Bill and Ted's. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I just I had it's great, it's great, but yeah, I, I prom I've heard about it because also like James Corden got in trouble for his portrayal of a gay man or something. Like yeah. That. He got in trouble because why? Why did they hire? Why is he playing a gay man if he's straight? Stupid. As fuck. Look at Nary. But Look at he Nary. was also. But he was also. They 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 called it queer You're face. Not me. You're not gonna trigger me. Not no, no. But they. I'm not, I didn't even bring it up. No, but they I, call it. They they said that he was doing queer face in this way that he was. He was doing like demonstrative, performative gay, but, but like stereotypes. Like, Reynolds is like that, and he just happens to be gay for real. Like, what's I don't I don't I'm get not, that. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying well, that that's that's what all I know the, about the movie. What that, about the dude? What about the dude from fucking uh, Modern Family, who plays yeah. fucking gay like that? They don't fucking complain about him. Why? I, they have, but like, it's not as big a deal. Like, but definitely, like, there's a. I guess there's a. T- I'm just saying that's all. That's the only thing I've heard about that movie. Yeah. Is the is the bad stuff? I, so I, I don't never, know if it's good. I, I, I never heard about this movie at all. So, oh. but I, I'm interested. Well, yeah, uh, it's a that's that's good. Mike, what do you get? Number one. My number one. I actually just watched it a couple a couple days ago because of I was like, oh, I got to watch more movies for the top ten, and it ended up being the best one I've seen. It blew me away. It was called The Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Yeah. yeah. With Riz Ahmed and uh, the girl from Ready Player One, you, it was it's a drama. It's not a comedy. It's about music and this guy who loses his hearing and becomes deaf because his ears get blown out uh, in in like a heavy metal thing. And mm-hmm. it's about like the relationships and the psychology of suddenly losing a sense and doing everything you can to get it back. And he's like this former addict. And then he realizes he's addicted to like the this sense of hearing and he needs to like figure out a way back. And it's bonkers, crazy good acting. Riza Med deserves awards. Uh it's the sound design of it is intense. You should watch it with headphones. It is 
in one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, like as a movie movie, not just, you know, like, you know, how like you watch like movies and oh, this movie's the best. This like quality wise and in terms of like filmmaking is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It was incredibly good, incredibly good. And yeah. just it made me want to learn sign language because I am going I have tinnitus and I've developed tinnitus over the years of like the same kind of thing. Metal shows, weird noise, earbuds, whatever it is. I've developed, you know, like uh, the buzzing in your ears and and like some and I've always had I ruptured my eardrum when I was little and I had it diminished. And I'm like, oh, man, if I ever lose my hearing, I want to be able to communicate. Let me I'm going to learn sign language. And I've, I've like already started doing stuff on YouTube and trying to do class. It, it genuinely impacted me. This movie mm-hmm. it like affected me. It was so good. So good. Amazing. It's been on my radar, but I know that it's going to affect me too. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm not prepared for that right now, but I, 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 I am definitely like interested in watching it and just have putting it off. Cause I, you know, I don't want to experience it right now. I put it on not one, not thinking I was just going to be on my phone and just like, Oh, I'll watch it. You know, it's one of those draw tune in, whatever. And because of the way that the sound is utilized in the movie, there were moments where I was like, is the movie stopped? Like I was just hearing background. Like I was just like, what is going on? And then they were doing, like, d- like they're the giving way- you like a sensory experience as the way as the, to like what he's going through. So good. And then I put my phone down, and that's why I was like. And then by the end of it, I was just like, it's like one of the movies where the movie ends, and you're still like, huh. It stayed yeah. with you. It stayed with you. Yeah, it stayed with me. Stay with till right now. Like I'm like it's it's number one like far beyond any of the other movies in terms of like as a film as quality it was fucking good cool cool man yeah uh my number one and we'll wrap it up quickly because we're coming up on two hours now my number one is uh the way back with ben affleck it is uh this movie made this movie got me teary eyed at the fucking trailer, which Missy and I both saw together for the first time <laughs> when we were watching uh, Birds of Prey, and I was like, "Oh my god, this movie!" And uh, remember when Missy was like, "Oh, it's a good, fun movie if you want to just take a break from it all." Yeah. This is not that. This is not <laughs> that. This movie comes with weights. It is such a heavy film. It fucking comes with like fucking dumbbells and you got to fucking just do some squats. And it's a lot. It's a fucking heavy film, dude. Um, it's a sports movie ish. It has a sports background. The movie okay. has sports in the background and the backdrop of it. Okay. So the backdrop of it is that he becomes uh, a, ba- uh, a basketball coach for his old high school where he used to be a fucking all out baller. But he has become a uh, drunk. So you know Ben Affleck has really spread his wings acting wise for this role. I mean, yeah. Uh, um, but this is what made it so much more impressive to me because he, yes, he's dealt with his he's dealt with alcoholism and he's you know still fighting that now or whatever. Um, but this movie isn't like it's not that he's an alcoholic for the sake of being an alcoholic. There's a reason. I don't want to say the reason, but there is a. A motivation, a motivation behind his alcoholism that you don't get to learn until the third act of the film. Really? And it's not like you're wanting to go like, why is he an alcoholic? You're not doing that the whole movie because you just take the fact that people are alcoholics Mm -hmm. and he it's a it's a road back to redemption. 
it, the road is not a straight line. It's a fucking winding road where he falls off and on again, back to redemption. And it, it's really fucking good, man. It's I, I can't tell you how much I love this movie because it, it's one of those things. And here's the thing. It's completely unrelatable to me. I'm not a drinker. I don't have like addiction like that. I don't suffer from addiction like that unless you count food as addiction, which a lot of people don't. Um, but I don't, you know what I mean? So I'm not watching this movie and be like, yeah, man, I, I just, I watch this movie and think, man, there's a, there's a man that's in fucking pain. There's a man that's in pain and he's trying. He may not be trying to get out of that pain, but he is now seeing that there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, from that pain. People talk like people, you know, it's like a gag to make fun of Ben Affleck. And he's like the butt of a lot of jokes. And when he was Batman and stuff, people forget, like, I think he's a great actor. Like, yeah. he's definitely can pull off performances that they, I don't think people give him credit for. No. So, like, I mean, I, I think he, I think for the most part, I think all of that. I, I remember that noise a lot about Ben Affleck for a lot of his career, but I think that noise went away when he did Argo. Yeah, he did. Uh, the, well, he's a, he became the a director. You know, he, yeah, he, he did the town. He did art like th those movies. You go, th that's undeniable. Like those are on. It's not like, hey, I don't want to like this guy because he fucking dated J Lo. It's like no, but that's that work speaks for it. So like that work is pretty fucking undeniable, right? Argo, the town, uh, you know, like those, those are, and then the way back is one of those is right up there for me. It's one yeah. of those per performance pieces where you go, fuck dude, this when is, when I want a heavy movie, I'll look it up. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. movie, <laughs> this movie's going brutal. <laughs> brutal. This is not about summer fun. This is about fucking the, the no this, is, this is about the art of acting, the fucking art, the, the 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 storytelling, and about uh, a man's role to redemption, even though he may not fucking a deserve it or b fucking want it. Wow. It's like it, it's, it's yeah. a stunning movie. So that's it, man. That's our top ten for 2020. That's our we two did it, and we did oh. it under two hours. Which, if you go back to listen to any other fucking year, it we've done these in part twos. We've split these episodes up. Yeah. Where it's like the first one is an hour and a half, the next one is three hours. Uh, so this episode is our shortest, uh, probably because of 2020. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> But uh, I think if you scrape together enough of, of uh, a little bit of each one of our lists, you could actually say 2020 wasn't all bad. Yeah. There weren't as I'm many duplicates as I thought there would be. No, I knew there weren't going to be a lot of duplicates. Mm. I, I walked away with a little a short list of must-watches. Um, yeah. So I, it was a good time. More, yeah. My must-watches came from Neri's list. Sorry, Missy. <laughs> Don't worry. Wait, what are your... I'm not but... watching from. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not gonna watch Emma. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I look. Anya Taylor Joy is beautiful, but I'll just watch Queen's Gambit again. Uh, you said you're gonna watch Hamilton? No, that was on my list. Ah, uh, fine. That's true. You did say that. Yeah. I mean, it's also on my list, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you guys check us out. Here, I guess we could do this. Here. There, right there. Right there. Make sure you check us out there. MissyWrites.com or at Missy the Writer. Uh, so. Oh, we have too much fun with these toys. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so Missy the Writer, uh, check out Mike, uh, many podcasts at Olukubanity, uh, at uh, Mike Contextualizes the Universe. Uh, make sure you guys check that out at the Missing Sock Network. Uh, there's a lot of uh, great podcasts. Check out the other podcasts that Missy is a part of, such as the Mount Geekboard podcast that's on Geekboard Network. Check out the other podcasts on Geekboard Network, including Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez, Better Let Me Tell You, and uh, what else are we talking about? Oh, uh, Dose of Ellie. Uh, so make sure you guys check out geekbro.net uh, and uh, let's have some fun with it. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. My website is whatwashisname.com. Uh, check out my baby registry is still up and available if you want to buy me a gift uh, for having sex with my wife eight months ago. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. That's how uh, lists are made. That's how top ten are made. Be excellent to each other. You don't want to mention your show this weekend? Oh, I'll be at the West Palm Beach Improv. Yeah, I guess I should. I'll be at the West, but I'm just thinking about the audio because we never. I never did that for the audio because I was always too late. I'll be at the West Palm Beach Improv. So if you're one of the two people still watching uh, live, I'll be at the West Palm Beach Improv Thursday, uh, the fourth. Right, one, two, three. Yeah, the fourth uh, through the sixth. So make sure you check us out. And that's how winning is done. Thank you, Tanya. Tanya said it was a great show. Thank you.